Hi, this is Stephanie Fowler. And this is Tony Russo. And you're listening to another episode of So What's Your Story? A podcast in which we talk to authors and writers about their writing, the stories behind the story, the writing process, and any other sort of miscellaneous writing stuff that we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend and fellow author, Jeff Smith, who's joining us again for another Writer's Roundtable. A while back, the three of us were hanging out and talking about writing, and we thought, you know what? Perhaps we should make other people listen to our conversations. So in addition to talking with authors, we decided to have this Writer's Roundtable where Jeff and Tony and I talk about the writing process, the things that thrill us as writers, and the things that stymie us. Today, we've decided to talk about a writing experience that Jeff and I both had recently, and that is teaching writing. So welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Steph. Thanks, Tony. Good to be back. Well, we're always glad to have you back here. And you were actually the one that suggested today's Writer's Roundtable theme. I think uh, you know, we both had this experience in the last week of being able to talk to young uh, to kids in schools in our community about writing and the writing process. And uh, and it's I know yours was a great experience, and so was mine, and so it seemed like a great thing to talk about. Trying to share the joy of writing with young people is one of the is one of the things that I've always been felt really passionate about. I always think back about how I was as a young writer and a young reader and how far I've come from those days and then to to see young people writing and to think that I might be able to kind of share some nugget that would have meant something to me at that age would, would be kind of a cool experience and then turns around I ended up having that very same experience uh, last Tuesday. Uh, it was October 17th. Um, I went to Stephen Decatur Middle School at the request of a lady named Jamie Ridgely. She's a teacher of a writing writing program over over at Stephen Decatur Middle. And she contacted me and said, hey, you know, we have kids that um, are in this sort of writing elective and I'd like to, you know, have a professional author come in and talk to him about writing. And I think her, her idea was like a master's class on writing, but for young people. And the second I saw the email, and like I mean, you know me, I hate email. Yeah. But the second I saw her email, like I wrote right back, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, absolutely! I, I would love to come and be a part of that." And you just went to Buckingham, I think. So yeah, I went to Buckingham. This is actually the third year I want to say that I have I have gone and talked to all the classes at Buckingham, all the second grade classes at Buckingham Elementary. Three years ago, when my daughter was in kindergarten. One of the second grade teachers approached me and said, you're a writer. Would you like to come and talk to the second my students about writing? And uh, it was such a great experience. And she liked it that she said, how about if you go talk to all the other second grade classes? And I did. And I really enjoyed it. And I've been back every year since. So where do you start with second graders? I mean, I've, I've spoken with bigger kids before, like middle school is pretty much the youngest. Where, where do you start off with second graders? What's your presentation kind of look like? What do they think and what do they need to know? The kids at Buckingham have been doing a writing program. At this point, the second graders this year have been doing it since they were in kindergarten because that's when they started the program three years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago. So I guess when they were in pre-K. But So they have a little bit more experience this year. The first year I went in was really for those second graders, it was really the first year they'd ever done a writing thing. And what they do at Buckingham is every every class, every day, for 30 minutes, they write. And sometimes they manage to make it a whole 30 minutes, and sometimes they get a class, a little lecture from their teacher about various aspects of writing. But they just write. They, they're, not, there's not, they're not graded on it. They don't mm-hmm. have to spell things correctly. They just have to write. So the first year I went, I talked to them about how my process works, what I do to get the words out on paper. And the second year I went, last year I talked about a similar thing. Really, It was really just about sort of the initial writing process, about about how to get the thought in your head about a particular story and how to get it out of your head and put it on a piece of paper and how not to let yourself be stopped by not knowing what to write about, which is the biggest thing that I talk about with them, is to not let yourself 
not right. Mm, right. I, so I'll say like this is something about fish, right? And you, you, I want to write about this. Is what I want to write about is when 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 I'm stuck. Something is that what you're kind of getting? No, at? it's it's like, it's more, it's more about about actually finding ideas because. It, I've always talked to them in, in the early part of the year, and so they're, they're early in the second grade season, in their second grade year of writing. And so more, it's more like, um, where do you find ideas, and how do you start literally start writing about those ideas? Because at this point in the year, they're not, they're not finalizing stories so much as they're just starting to get ideas down about the stories oh, that they're going to finalize by the end of the year. So really, when I go and sit down to talk to them, or stand up. I'm much better standing, and so I much prefer to stand in front of them. But these are second graders, <laughs> I say, and if I stand in front of them, I'm really I'm towering over them. I don't want to do that. What are you like six foot eight or something? Six foot three and a half. There yes. you go. So but he's all. But you. But you weigh all of 115, 120. <laughs> real skinny. So Jeff is really skinny and really tall. I'm a little skinny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, right. a, just, a, just a skosh skinny. No, but I yeah. Well, so so what I what I sat down to talk to them about is is how to take the ideas that you have and not allow yourself to be stopped by not having any ideas. One of the things that I've talked to them about every single year is when I sit down to write the barest thing, like my, in the morning, I get up, I write at five o'clock in the morning, and I take my journal out and I write for fifteen minutes, and I don't let myself stop writing for fifteen minutes to get my juices flowing, to get my mind flowing. And that's basically what they do in the school is they sit down and they try to write for as long as they can without stopping. Um, but a lot of them have a problem of they sit down and they write and they go, what do I write about? And they stare at the ceiling because they're like, I don't know what to write about today. And so what I talk mostly with them is don't let that stop you because there are stories everywhere you look. And I try to just look around the room in the room that they're in and say, look, there's a picture on the wall. I could write a, you know, I could write a thousand words about that picture right there. And we try to tell stories while we're there. Yeah. I, I was totally terrified to talk to the middle schoolers. Cause these were 12, 13, 14, these were seventh and eighth graders. And I was, I was really terrified when I went into that room because I don't know. I mean, I, they're young high, they're young teenagers. And I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm kind of getting myself into. But in the first class, that I talked to these students in uh, in Jamie Ridgely's class, I bombed. I stood there and I talked for like a couple minutes and then I just stood there and I heard crickets in my own head and I was like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, you got to do a whole day of this. Get it together. And I was actually standing. I mean, when you were saying you, you were standing in front of the kids. So I was like, all right. I went over and there was a, there was a, a little small stool and I pulled it up to the edge of the table because everyone was kind of sitting in these big, this kind of like a big U shape. And I just sort of sat at the head of it and was like, all right, let me just go back to basics because I've got 40 minutes to fill. And I was really scared about it. But what happened was I sat there and I, I decided to talk to them about who I was as a young writer, why I started writing, how I knew I was a writer, or how I began to conceptualize myself as a writer, what kind of stuff was I writing? How did I change? And what things in my environment kind of impacted me to, to change and then ultimately go to Washington College and go for the Sophie Kerr Prize to write my book, to publish it. So I really was like a, an A to Z for of my biography. But what I noticed was the kids had really interesting questions. And, and even still, some of it was, where do you get ideas? And I was like, well, I'm a nonfiction person. So, you know, I hear kind of stories in my environment. So and I also started each of the classes by going around and asking them, well, what do you like to write? And so all these, I was hearing that they like to write action and horror and fantasy and write about animals and all these different things. So that way, like, 
I was like, okay, if I'm going to say something, I can maybe look at this kid who's a horror writer and say, okay, here, let me, here's something that I can toss to you as a little horror writer, you right. know? So I was trying to, I tried to kind of find something to talk to each of the kids about, but it was really, um, at first I was terrified. I think the age group really, that, that age group really kind of scared me, but well, then you, I got into it. Your, your age group was a, a bunch of kids who, who like signed up for that class. Right? Yes, they're, they they're were. They're there because they want to write. They, they picked that elective, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was nice to have an audience that was there on purpose mm. and was genuinely interested. And that was really obvious from, from the get-go. All six of her classes that I spoke to, they were interested in writing and they were writing. In fact, one girl had writing notebooks like, you know, next to her. And I could tell this girl's an active writer. Mm -hmm. Well, it's always difficult, I think, for kids of that age is maintaining that momentum through eighth grade and then into high school and then into college or into beyond high school. Because that's where you you kind of, I think, can lose the will a little bit. I think everyone is really interested in being, in writing and being creative in the fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And then... In eighth grade, mm -hmm. and then it's it's like I don't want to I don't want to put myself out there, or I don't want to share with everybody, or I have other things that I think are cooler than than writing, and that's where you lose. I think it's easy to lose that sense of I have to write all the time. Like I think we all have this call to tell these stories, and we're like, well, I want to tell this story. I want to write about this. I want to about write about that. You know, when you talk about getting ideas, I. My, my problem isn't finding ideas. My, my problem is executing the ideas, right? <laughs> uh, so we all have these ideas and not losing that, I guess it's an essential curiosity. It's like, why does that happen? You know, one here, I'll give away a free story that I'm not going to write, but it's been driving me crazy for a while. Like, why are there regional potato chips? Like, there is an awesome story in why there aren't just two brands of potato chips like there are two brands of soda. But you have to follow those questions with with more answers and you have to and you have to do the research to find the answers but you have to continue to ask those questions and what i'm saying is i think it's difficult once you're in middle school once you're through middle school to continue to learn to ask those questions and just to keep wondering you're listening to so what's your story and today we're talking with author jeff smith one of the questions one of the students asked me was what if i get to a point in the story and i don't know what to do next or i've realize it's kind of not very good, then I feel like stuck and I don't know what to do. And my advice to that young author, and actually there were a couple of, a couple of students who asked that. And I just said, look, it's not like I was a terrible writer. And then I went to college and I won a literary award and now I'm perfect. And I know everything that will never happen to you. It's not like a, you know, you get to from point A to point B when you're point B, you're done. I said, what happens to a lot of writers is we have to write page after page after page of garbage sometimes yeah. to realize that page 31 is not so bad. And I don't, you know, I had to write 30 pages that I wasn't crazy about, but by the time that I got to page 31, I was happier with it and I felt more comfortable with it. And I said to them, you just have to plow through, right. you know, and, you know, and I tried to give them ideas about, you know, writer's block and, you know, developing some, you know, writer partnerships and things like that. You know, if you get to a part in a story, you don't know what to do next. Maybe have a writing partner that can kind of give you ideas. But, and it was really interesting because, um, you know, I, you say things and you don't really know what kind of sticks and what doesn't. And uh, Jamie told me like a couple of days later that they were doing a writing project in that, they were doing a writing assignment in the class 
couple days after I had left. And she heard one student tell another student, well, just remember what Stephanie said. You just got to keep going. Even if it's not good, just keep going. And I thought, holy cow, that was huge because, you know, just to think that some little nugget kind of stuck that Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to know that writing is hard and it's always going to be hard for you. But if you just stick with it long enough, you'll get to a point where you don't where, where you where you like what you do and you find a rhythm and it's okay to change. And I told him, I was like, when I started out in elementary school, middle school, high school, when I was your age, I was writing really awful poetry. And now I don't do that anymore. So it's okay to give yourself permission to change and grow, but you just plug through it, you know, keep going. I think that's probably the difference between talking for like middle school students like you did and talking to elementary school students. Because these kids... Um, probably they don't care whether or not their stuff is bad. I mean, like for them, it's not like, you know, well, this story isn't very good for them. It's just like, well, they just want to get something down on paper. Well, and, it, and the other aspect of it is that as, is that I'm, I, I, for, for, for them, it's not necessarily about, and for, for the way that I was trying to present it as writing is all around you. And there are a thousand different ways to write in the world and make money as a writer without thinking, Oh, you have to be a novelist or a nonfiction writer or a journalist or something. And one of the things I said in this last week when I was there, I asked every single class I was in, how many of them eat cereal? And they all raised their hand. And I said, how many of you read what's on the back of the box of cereal while you eat your cereal? And some of them raised their hands. And I said, do you know what they call the guy who writes this, the, the, the words on the back of the box of cereal? And none of them had an answer. And I said, that guy's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Because the point for the second graders, I guess, was to show them that it doesn't really make any difference what you want to do in your life. All that matters is that you can incorporate writing into it in some way. And going back to when you started that, I think what's cool about second graders and I guess children in general is for them, the satisfaction is in the making and keeping that satisfaction of making something. I made this. And then... If you're fortunate, eventually you'll get used to I made this and like, all right, now I, I know that I can make stuff. Now can I make stuff that is okay? And yeah. then now can I make stuff that is good? Now can I make stuff that other people want to read? Now can I get other people to say, oh, I'm glad you made that thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for keeping the idea that the making is what important, like when Stephanie was talking about awful poetry, you know, I, I wrote awful songs when I was in high school, but the idea like you're making something new and that's kind of the point. Even you don't know it at the time. At the time, you, oh, when you're in high school, at the time you're an artist, right? But then, in retrospect, no, but you were at least making stuff. And you were, I guess, feeding that urge to make stuff, like keeping, keeping it alive and healthy enough so that when you had enough life experience and enough perspective to make something, you also still had that creative urge. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think part of one of the things that I... Uh, talked about with them was all the writing that you're doing now in middle school, you have to do it if you want to be a writer later because you can't just stop writing. You can't just look at a piece that you're doing now in seventh or eighth grade and say, oh, this is not very good. I'm just going to wait till I'm older and then become a writer. I said, because you will have missed all that time between now and when you decide to pick it up again, 
you will have missed all that time to play with words and figure out your own voice and how you're going to use language to convey your ideas. I said, what you're doing right now, even if the writing that you do in this class, by the time you get to my age, you look back and go, wow, that was really awful. You still have to do it because otherwise you won't have the foundation you won't have the muscles to do it later. Yeah, and that was, muscle, yeah, muscle. it was, it was mm-hmm. about muscles. And I yeah. kind of, I thought of you for a moment because I said, you know, I can't just stand up today and go run a marathon. I do not have the muscles. I don't have the buildup. I don't have the stamina. I have not practiced for that. I said, but if you practice every day, you can run a marathon. If you practice your writing every day, then at some point you can go on to do something that is somewhat magical with, I, I do the same every every so I've been doing this for three years and every single year I do the same thing. I say, How many of you play sports? And you know, most of the class raises their hands and I say, The first time you hit a baseball, it was terrible. The first time you kicked a soccer ball, you had no idea what you're doing, but you practiced and you practiced and now you can do it better. And the reason you can is because you practiced at it and you worked at it and you still do. And writing is the same way. You have a muscle, it's up here, and I have them all point to their head, and I say, this is your writing muscle, and the more you write, the better you get, and that's it. You have to do it in order to get better at it. I actually, I recently turned in a column, um, and it wasn't great. Like, as I, I, I was out of time, and I knew it could have been about 80 or 90 times better, but I, I, as I read it, I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's not, it's not... I have this kind of built in to not awful. But if I'm just trying to communicate an idea in a thousand words, I can grab a thousand words at any time and put them into a sense that is okay at the very least. But you can't do that if it's the first thousand words you've ever written. If it's something that you've been, you know, a thousand words a day for a thousand days, you're going to you're going to get the handle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, writing is a lot of things, but for me what I have come to understand the older I get is that it really is some, some muscle memory, you know, waking up early, putting my butt in the chair at my writing desk, forcing my eyeballs open and, you know, putting my fingers to the keys and, uh, or my, you know, pen to the paper. And I even told the kids, I was like, some days when I sit down, I said, one of the things that I hate the most is when I sit in front of my computer screen and that cursor is just blinking at me. And it's almost just like, come on, let's go, let's go do something, do something. Why are you waiting? And I said, sometimes I just have to type, I have nothing to say. I don't know what I'm typing. I don't know what I'm doing, right. you know? And I, like literally, I tell the kids the same thing, the exact I, same thing. Yes, and I just, I literally like, like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but just almost, it's almost just like making my fingers move makes the brain move, and then suddenly I trail out of that sentence into something that's a little terrible to less terrible. It's like degrees of terribleness yeah. to okayness, I think. Right. I, I tell, I told the kids, the, I'm not getting almost word for word. Really? I told the kids the same thing. When you have nothing to say, when I have nothing to say, I write, I don't know what to say, and I tell them I keep writing that until it turns into something else. And I just Until you have go. another thought, right? Yeah, until another, and eventually another thought will come in because I'll get sick of writing. I don't know what to say, <laughs> but I keep writing it until the other thought comes into my mind, and then I'll start writing about that. And that's what it takes. You just put the pen to paper or the... T- I think a thought just struck me that is that why... That's why I think typewriters used to be so heavy because uh, when you would get frustrated with them, they were too heavy to throw out a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I and that's why computers are so expensive. <laughs> and I told my kids that. I was like, look, if you... Uh, my kids, my gosh. I, and I told the students that. I said, look, if you're staring at your computer 
and it's just blinking at you, close your laptop, pick out a piece of paper, take a pen, you know, try, you know, find a typewriter, find some other, find some other vehicle to put your words yeah. out of your brain on as it, you gotta, sometimes you literally have to have like a bag of tricks that you go to and you're like, well, this isn't working. Put that back and try this and put that back. And there, there's no, I think the thing about writing that I tried to convey to them was that there's no really right way or wrong way to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except with a lot of adverbs. Maybe that would be, <laughs> get rid of your adverbs. Get rid of the <laughs> yeah. The L-Y's, none of those. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a great lesson. I mean, I, for me, the joy of second grade, of teaching the second grade classes, is, is that is that I was about that age when I discovered writing, when I discovered that you could express yourself in words in this way, and I'm not sure if I necessarily knew that that's what I wanted to do when I was ten years old, nine years old, but I knew I discovered at that age that that was something that that you could do. Right. And so for me, that was a transformative year when I was. Eight, I think eight or nine. Uh, you're, eight to nine. You're, no, I was. I think. I think you were probably seven or eight in this. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe. Or else I was old. I didn't. I never got left back. But oh, I, I guess. Was. I guess my daughter is seven. So yeah, seven to eight. Yeah. I guess that's that's what <laughs> yeah. it was. If you were a ten year old in the second grade, you're, that was that's. Shh. Let's not talk about that. You're a little yeah. behind. <laughs> I my my the first short story I ever wrote was in the second grade. Yeah. It was about the standardized test that we took. It was called SRA Day because that's <laughs> what they were called, and that was the first one. And I didn't. I didn't show it to anyone. And that's, I think that's something that was just like a little bit lucky where like my mom found it and she's like, oh, you wrote this. This was good. And I was really embarrassed because A, I knew it wasn't good. As a kid, even I could see how bad and big and chunky the handwriting was and how big the letters were. And I'm like, no, that's not like really writing. But I did get a kick out of somebody having read it, even though I knew it wasn't great. And that I think is why it's important. They have writing groups now in, in school and everybody's like, yes, we're going to make this and we're going to have these clubs or programs where we write and everyone knows we're writing. It's not some secret thing that you're doing and hoping not to get caught at. It's something that people really do. Yeah. You're listening to So What's Your Story? And today we're talking with author Jeff Smith. Yeah. I'm a, that's the thing that I like about about the program that they have at Buckingham is, is that it... It, it's not about grading your writing. It's not about writing in the right way or the wrong way. It's really just about showing the kids at a very young age, hey, this is just something you can do. And, and there's no right or wrong way. You just get to put words on paper and, you, and you, you try to express whatever thought it is that you have in whatever way you can, and it can come out however it comes out. Yeah, and I think one of the things that really struck me was how attentive the students in, in these classes were. And to see the writing bug bite young people to the point that they were asking really good questions. One one young girl asked me, well, how do you organize a story? And I thought, holy smokes, this is really, I mean, this is really incredible that these students have this range of writing, that they're all interested in it. I mean, when I was talking I mean, there were a couple of kids that were probably not as interested, but then, but the majority of the kids were like eyeball to eyeball with me the whole time. And it was just a really rewarding experience for me as a writer to see that this still matters in the trickle, like in the, in the sense of there are people who are still, you know, young in their writing careers that are having a chance to, to ask these questions and and to meet people. And can, can we just give a quick shout out to the, to the teachers because oh, absolutely. I mean, I've smokes. sat with I've sat in, in, in classes with with se- second graders and just thought I, I don't know how you could do that all day long and I was only there for for like three hours Listen, I, don't, I don't know how you could do that all day long 
I mean, teachers. I have, I have no respect for teachers at all. Teachers. Your wife is a teacher. Your wife is an English teacher. We're going to beat you when this podcast is over for Kelly. Kelly, if you're listening, we're sorry he said that. But no, I said to Jamie Ridgely, like at one point we had like a lunch break or something and I had spoken for four classes straight and we had this lunch and I just was like, I just was like, I need to take a moment to tell you I have so much respect for you right now. To follow up on that, you know, they would say, well, this is what we do when it's practice. I was thinking about that very thing today. I think the difference is, like, if I write for four hours straight, that is a good, long, hard day of, like, real writing for yeah. four hours. That's serious stuff. And I am exhausted, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and I can get up and go make Pop-Tarts or whatever <laughs> I do, you know? I don't, have to, I don't have to do anything else. Like, I think the, the great thing about being a writer is that you, you know— depending upon your deadlines and whatnot, you can kind of make your day go the way you want it to go a lot of the time. Um, And I was just thinking, I was feeling bad for my wife. I'm like, wow, if she's having a bad day, she can't just stop what she's doing. Yeah. Like, she can't just no. walk away and no. go get Pop-Tarts. <laughs> she can't go get Pop-Tarts. No, no it's, it's staggering to me. Like, I remember having that very same thought. Like, it was right before one of them was going to start. I was like, oh my gosh, like, they're going to come in this classroom no matter what. Like, kids yeah. are going to walk in here and sit down and stare at me and I better be ready to have something of value to say because they're going to be here. I can't just be like, well, you know, it's And, and on. it's only October and they're going to do that every day until June. God bless them. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. God bless yeah. them. Teachers, teachers. <laughs> I think I, I, I said somewhere, I told somebody, I was like, you know, to me, teachers now rank just below transplant surgeons in my, in my book of like awesome, like hard jobs held by awesome people. But it was, it was really cool. There was a, um, I had a really cool moment with one of the students. There was um, uh, this young uh, kid named Dylan and he sat to my immediate right when I had this, um, when I was doing the talk there and uh, he, he raised his hand, he had a question. He, he wanted to tell me he was reading Mindy Burgoyne's uh, ghost books. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was so cool to me to hear like the, the first author that was mentioned that day was a local author. That's cool. And then he hung out uh, after the class was over and I could tell he wouldn't ask me a question. And he was like, we, we, in the class I had kind of talked with him a little bit because I was like, oh, I know Mindy and she lives in this haunted house. And so he hung out and he was like, hey, did, has she ever written a story about that ghost in her house? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if she has, but I mean, I'll, I can certainly find out. And uh, But just to see a young student connect with a local author. I mean, it wasn't, you know, J.K. Rowling or John Green or, you know, it was it was a local author. And to me, I mean, that kind of like swelled my heart, my little Grinch heart. I mean, I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, here's a young student who's reading a local author, local book. And it just kind of blew me away. And I was, I was, it was just a really cool experience to see that what we do as local kind of small, the other thing sometimes we see what ourselves kind of in like a kind of a smaller scale, but people are reading and young people are reading what we do. And so it was really, it was really a cool, cool day to, to, to share with them. They get it. They hear, they listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful feeling to, I mean, for the second graders, I got to be honest with you, they're all googly eyed when, when they call me, they, they said that I'm the real author, Yeah, which I don't like to say because, or the real writer is what they say. And I said, I don't want to call myself a real writer because all of you are writers too. You write. That means you're writers. All you have to do to be a writer is to write words on paper. Yeah, it's, we don't we don't pass a test or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <We> yeah. just, <laughs> and the other thing too is like aspiring writer. I, I think you're just, you're a writer or you aren't a writer, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Huh. You're an aspiring writer until you stop writing. I don't know what I'm going to write and begin writing something after that. <laughs> I'm an aspiring writer every morning from 4 to 4.15. <laughs> and That's then I have I mean. other ideas. 
Uh, and at 416, do you know what I like to do? You like to write limericks. Just for my own pleasure, because my brother's not getting any. Well, no, but we have another one, too. Oh, we're, how exciting. We are late on two limericks. Three. three. We're, oh, we're late on three postcards. Three. You guys are, you, you need to catch up. Well, help us be late on four. How can they do that? You can help us be late on four limericks and haikus if you go to www.sowhatsyourstorypodcast.com. Click on the contact us button. Give us your name, a mailing address. You pick a word. Uh, Tony will put it into a limerick. I will put that word into a haiku. We will put it on a postcard and we will slap a stamp on it and uh, pay a guy to bring it to your house. Just like it's 1856. Might even come on a pony. <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Now this is a part of the show where you thank the guest. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast and talking with us. Thanks for having me, Steph. Thanks, Tony. So What's Your Story was recorded at Saltwater Media, an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland. Visit us at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com, where you can find past episodes, guest bios, show notes, and all sorts of fun stuff. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and if you like it, then feel free to give us a good review. Tell your story.